Are you a motherless daughter? What if we told you we have 20 years worth of truth treasures, pearls of wisdom, and diamonds of hope to help you with your mother loss? We do, and we share all things mother loss on Nurturing Words, Voices of Experience, a podcast by the Motherless Daughters Ministry. Give yourself some self-care and listen as we discuss grief, regret, anger, redemption, closure, and so much more. Hi, welcome to episode number 34. I am your host, Gladys Bell, and today we're going to hear a personal story sent to us from Kristen Michener, Motherless Daughters volunteer, blog writer, and another voice of experience. Remembering My Safe Haven by Kristen Michener Knowing I would see Mama and Papa saved me from drowning in my chaotic home life. With them, I could be a carefree child without fear of criticism or rejection. When the fighting between my mother and stepdad became too much, or the kids at school bullied me worse than usual, I reminded myself that I would see Mama and Papa in just four more days, two more days, tomorrow. It was my countdown to relief. During the school year, my mother would pick me up after school on Fridays, and we'd head straight to their house. They had a long gravel driveway leading to their welcoming back door. The rocks crunching under the tires signaled freedom was in my possession. Mama and Papa always watched for my mother's car to arrive. I saw their faces the second we rounded the corner, either sitting in lawn chairs on their back porch or holding their screen door open for me. I could not get out of the car fast enough. With a snippy bye from my mother, I would grab my weekend suitcase and run toward their smiling faces. They always greeted me with hugs and a genuine happiness to see me. During the summer, I would spend weeks at their house. My visits always came to an end too quickly, no matter how long I had stayed. I'd hear the rocks crunching again, but this time it meant I had to return to my miserable mother. Holding on to my suitcase and holding back tears, I would hug Mama and Papa goodbye, knowing I would have to endure yelling and cussing and insults before I would get to see them again. I'd get into the car, and my mother wouldn't ask if I had fun or what I did. She took no interest in my time with my great-grandparents. Emotionally absent mothers are often jealous of their daughter's relationships with others because it takes away from the attention she desperately craves. How could I possibly meet her needs if I was having fun with my great-grandparents? Sometimes she punished me by not letting me visit them. Once she told me, And don't even think you're going to Mamma's and Papa's where they think you're all good. Why couldn't I be all good? My great-grandfather was an army soldier during World War II. He developed melanoma on his forearms from prolonged sun exposure. He went through multiple rounds of chemotherapy, but I never heard him complain about medical bills or chemo side effects. He was never too tired or too sick to spend time with me. 
Some of our favorite games were dominoes, go fish, and uno. And he adored Mamma. Their marriage was the only loving relationship I saw growing up. I remember thinking, I'm going to marry someone who loves me as much as Papa loves Mamma. That was a powerful antidote to the messages I received at home where relationships were disposable and lovability was determined by external factors. Mamma always cooked dinner. My favorite was chicken fried steak and my least favorite was beef stew. Papa always cooked breakfast. His breakfasts were the best. Scratch made biscuits and cream gravy crispy bacon, and hot cakes. Instead of syrup on my hot cakes, he would put a chunk of butter and a layer of sugar so thick I could feel its grittiness as I chewed. It was downright delicious. They always shared a pot of fresh coffee. Once I was old enough to understand the importance of coffee with breakfast, I wanted to drink coffee too. They would put just a few drops of coffee in my milk so I could have a cup of coffee with them at breakfast. As I got older, the coffee-to-milk ratio increased dramatically, but I've always preferred plain milk in my coffee over anything else. Breakfast always included a reading from our daily bread. Mamma usually did the reading, but once my reading skills had progressed, They let me read the scripture and lesson. I thought that was just the coolest thing, reading to my great-grandparents, their eyes and ears fixated on my every word. Today, I treasure a coffee mug that belonged to Mamma. Printed on the mug is the scripture. He leads me beside quiet waters. I feel a calm wash over me when I hold this mug. And I feel nearer to God and to my great-grandparents and to my authentic self. My great-grandparents were loving Christians and set such a positive example, always encouraging me to seek out the Lord. We regularly walked to church together after Sunday breakfast. I took delight in watching Papa talk to everybody when entering church. I loved signing the guest book proof I was someone who mattered. Their church was mostly older people, which meant we'd sing old hymns to the pipe organ. Sometimes I paid attention, and sometimes I didn't have a clue what the pastor was talking about. The point was, we went together as a family. Despite my troubling home life, I always had my great-grandparents to hug me and tell me they loved me, Their home was a collection of mementos and activities I will never forget. The cookie jar super glued back together after I accidentally broke it. Mamma's house slippers with heels I'd clink clink around in. Their big backyard with pecan trees and a tire swing. And their vegetable garden. They had a bird feeder and a bird fountain I would help fill each morning. Mamma had a hothouse where I would tend to the plants, and Papa had a workshop in the back of their garage where I would hammer together random pieces of scrap wood. When it rained, they let me put 
every pot and pan and bucket in the driveway so I could collect rainwater for no reason at all. My fondest memories are time spent at their modest lake house, catching fireflies, collecting pine cones, and watching in awe as Papa grilled the minnows I caught at the lake. These memories are planted deeper than depression will ever be able to invade. They are both gone now. My great-grandmother since 2007 and my great-grandfather since 2001. I now respect the amount of patience, dedication, and love they gave me. My heart aches when I think of them. But I know they are living it up in heaven with the Father they always talk to me about. I wish I could tell them thank you and hug them forever for their saving grace. I can thank them and honor them in the present by living a better story, not succumbing to depression or anxiety, and spending time reading and writing, two things they always praised me for doing. When I start feeling weighed down by the chaos and confusion of a broken childhood, I have one safe place I can always turn to. It's a place where my sadness and worry is washed away by the Lord. I'm back at the breakfast table, drinking coffee milk with my mamma and papa. This blog is so special for so many different reasons. And we're going to dive in after a quick message. Did you know, as a motherless daughter, you have a story to tell? Your loss, your grief, your anger, your pain, all deserves a voice. You deserve a voice. Motherless Daughters Ministry has a blog on our website, and this is where you can make your voice heard. We want to help you with that. You can write under a pseudonym, remain anonymous, or use your real name whatever you are most comfortable with. The good news is you don't have to be a professional writer. You just have to remain authentic and your authenticity is what will capture the hearts and minds of motherless daughters around the world. Not sure what to write about or where to begin? Check out our blog on our website to get started. Just visit motherlessdaughtersministry.com and click blog on the top menu bar. When we go on vacations, pictures are usually taken so we can have lasting memories of the pleasant, relaxing time we experienced. Years later, looking at those pictures transports us back to those great feelings of peace, joy, and a sense of well-being. That can be a refuge during a period of overwhelming stress. We could say that the pictures trigger a feel-good response. Heart rate and respiration slow down, and tense muscles relax. The body is then in a state conducive to healing. This story ushers us into such a state. Hearing it brings a smile. Today, we are privileged to have received some updated reactions from the author herself. Kristen Michener penned this blog in December of 2019. It's been three years. Today, she reflects on her experience. There are so many pearls that I can pull from 
this blog post that I wrote a few years ago. And I'd have to say the first emotion that comes to mind when reading this is just loss and grief. And I am still grieving my great grandparents very much so. And I need their guidance now more than ever. And I don't have that. So just, it's a noticeable absence after reading this blog post. I also think it's powerful that the crunching of the driveway, the rocks, it's such a powerful memory that I have and that brings back memories. I can hear the rocks. I can feel the rocks crunching under the car. And that was my sign of freedom was coming. I was here at my grandparents. But alternately, it also meant the end of our visits when I would hear it and I would be in the guest bedroom and I'd hear those dreaded rocks that just a few days earlier meant freedom. Now meant, you know, I was going back to my mother, which was not a happy place. It's interesting how one memory can trigger a mix of emotions. The vivid recollection of the sound of that gravel crunching under the car tires transports us right into her experience. The memory evokes all the emotions tied to the arrival to and departure from her grandparents' home. It is true that grief involves a mass of entangled feelings and emotions that include painful experiences. Missing the refuge of their house and the ability to seek their advice magnifies the loss, but it resides among the sweet, sweet memories and feelings of love, acceptance, and happiness. Here are more of her reflections. We must talk about the pearl that is Papaw. Papaw the pearl. And of course with Papaw comes flapjacks, homemade biscuits and gravy, Uno, dominoes. I love, love reading about the fun times, the fun things we did together, just playing cards and dominoes. Such a special time. And He was a proud World War II Army veteran, and he would tell me stories that I would sometimes drown out. And when I read this blog post, I'm reminded of his stories that he would tell me, and I wish that I just would have listened more. Again, like I said, this blog post is just really bringing up a lot of loss, the feeling of loss, and really needing my great-grandparents right now. It's a difficult time. It's a transitional time. And I need their guidance. I need to know what my mamma would do. I need to know what papa would do. And so I have the memories, bittersweet sometimes, but I do have the memories. The true pearl of this blog post has to be my great-grandmother's coffee mug. I adore that mug. It was something that I got. um, I got random belongings of hers when she passed away. And that mug was one of them. And I treasure, treasure that coffee mug. And whenever I'm having a rough morning, 
That's the coffee mug I use. Whenever I'm having a great morning, that's the coffee mug I use. So hang on to those little things because they prove to be very important. I don't say this in the blog, but I truly feel the reason I'm alive and have any sense of normalcy. Maybe it's a tiny bit according to others. It's because of Mama and Papa and the influence that they had in my life. Had I not had that, all I would have seen was what was going on at home. And that would have been considered normal. And I'm so happy that I had this alternate view of the world. It was like it was like being in a different world when I was at their house. So loving, so accepting reinforcing. And I just, there, there are not enough words in the world to describe how much I love my great grandparents and how much I miss them and how much I really need them here with me. How important it is to be exposed to an alternate set of experiences. Just to know that a different experience is possible. Kristen, the little girl, is alive and healing today as an adult because she could visualize and experience a different world with her mamma and papa. Those memories remain. And her last words indicate their lasting presence in her life. You're with me. If you are in need of more nurturing words, we encourage you to listen to our other episodes. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you can join us next time. We don't want to miss you. We have many motherless daughter resources on our website at www.motherlessdaughtersministry.com. You can also find us on our YouTube channel and Facebook at Motherless Daughters Ministry, where you will find support from over 10,000 women. We hope you'll come visit us and we look forward to joining us next time.